go, Josh Helmer. Let's go. Let's go, Sooner fans. Let's go. Where we're going? I don't know. The very least, you can come hang today. We are at Riverwind Casino. How's the levels looking, Josh? This is the rarity of having the. Um, uh, hold on. There's a combination here and a slash to this equipment that I want to make sure I give everyone that's involved in allowing this to be used proper credit. This is the Spanish slash softball slash utility comrex that we're on today. Because I guess I guess everyone's everywhere with the Ref Radio Network. So I was like, I got us. Let's go. It's a busy day, is it not? Maybe a, a, a smidge, just just a smidge. A smidge more? Smidge more, more please. Oh, that makes me very excited. And and in that too, I have a headset. I have a headset that looks like it came straight out of nineteen thirty four. So if you see me today, I apologize. If in the middle of everything I I give you a little old time reportering did did they have headsets in 1934 that's a good question i don't know i think that they would have a thing that they would hold to their ear and they would talk into the actual microphone right that's awesome we Isn't need that, to bring that back i know and you'd be like this is great and then after you're sitting there holding your ear and you're having to make sure you're staring right into the microphone and not looking at your notes or anything they're like this sucks and that's why they were permanently hunched over <laughs> that's right Oh man, I am um I'm really excited about today's show because you know when the Crimson and Cream Collective in conjunction with OU announced its new membership drive, I felt like it was a response to something the fans wanted. Right? I mean, isn't that fair, Josh? I remember I I, I think it was one of the one of the scoopers, I think it might have been Eddie or someone that was talking about, there was a huge thread on the Sooner Scoop message board about can't even find a place to donate and all these complaints about we're not active, we're not out there pushing, and we need to, we need to fan source this more. And, and I kind of think, I, like I said, all along, I don't necessarily know if that had been the plan, right? I, I think it was more to kind of give the, 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 the donors – an avenue to, I don't, I hate to use the term funnel because that always sounds wrong to me, but to give them an, an avenue to help in NIL and help in, you know, pay for play always kind of sounds a little smart alecky, but compensation for, for playing, <laughs> I can't think of any other way to, I was like, well, pay for play sounds kind of bad. I'm like, um, then what would you like for me to use? It's, I'm not trying to be smarmy about it. It just really is what it is. And, so I think Oklahoma decided, all right, let's go. Let's do it. And by Oklahoma, I mean the Crimson and Cream Collective. So today at 11.05 a.m., Josh, we're going to go in-depth on exactly all the uh, the who's, the what's, the why's, the what can, what can't you do with Jason Belzer to do one of two things. Number one, better understand the role of collectives in today's sports world college football, college softball, every, every college sport world, and to understand what we can do, what we need to do, and what, for lack of a better way, we're allowed to do. So Jason's going to join us at 11 a.m. I, I did want to say I have been blown away, Josh, 
with the amount of people that have an idea or a plan or a way in which they can make this collective, this NIL push, whatever it might be, and maybe just the NIL plan in general more streamlined, more productive. And I've had, I think you've seen it on the text line, right? We've had a few people reach out. Sleepy Sooner, I'm sorry. It's been crazy this week. we got to talk. Um, we had, who was it, K-Puck, uh, K-Dub. They reached out from Tulsa yesterday. And he sent me, he sent me one of the most incredible rundowns I've ever seen in my life, K-Dub. That is incredible work, man. Now, what's my favorite tweet of all time? Is it's I'm either really happy for you or, or really sad for you, but I ain't reading all that. Yeah. So, K-Dub, I got a little reading to do uh, when the show is over <laughs> because as I open, I'm like, this is a lot. This is a lot. And I had a lot going on yesterday uh, for me. But I'm going to get caught up on it. And it reminds me, these plans – and I'm old school, right? I've been around. I've been doing this for a minute. It reminds me when everyone would come up with their, okay, here's what my playoff system would look like. And they would send you spreadsheets and brackets, and everyone had a, an idea. And all of them were great. I'm, I'm not minimizing anything that we've received. But I do think, Josh, that there are a lot of really, really good ideas out there. And I do think that between Jason and the Crimson and Cream Collective and the amount that Joe Castiglione and OU is allowed to talk about it and allowed to do, I think they're listening. I do. And I think your input and your passion matter. Because in the end, I think everyone knows where Oklahoma's going. Everyone knows what the goal is. And everyone realizes in this very unique time, for college sports, we got to do what we can to take advantage of it. I, I don't. When you think about collectives and the way that NIL is currently structured, Josh, in your mind, do you, do you get the sense that it's got a long future, or do you think we're going to get this handled pretty quickly? Like, how do you view since what did you say, like twenty twenty one? How would you view this like three to four year stretch? Do you see it as the future, or do you see it? as maybe a bit of an, of an outlier. I don't think we'll exist in, in what this is currently right. long-term. I don't think 25 years from now you and I are having similar conversations. I think whether that's uh, – if that's a revenue share, it's been collectively bargained, if that's the NCAA steps in right. and actually morphs – this picture a little bit and give some stricter guidelines or if the SEC does it on its own uh, accord and the Big Ten does it on its own accord, it's going to change. So what it is now, no. I, I view it as, as temporary, but do I think that's happening overnight or this year or next year or the following? I, I don't know. I think that we could be where we're at for the foreseeable future here. So I don't, I don't anticipate rapid change, but I do think at some point uh, it will. So whatever you make of that response, Blank. No, no, no. I think that's a good answer. As different and as kind of, I don't know if the term would be transcending or transformative, as transformative as the plans are that Charlie Baker and the NCAA is pushing for the future of college football and athlete compensation, you're right. This might be an era 
that we look back on and say, <clears throat> excuse me, that we look back on and say, well, that's pretty crazy, wasn't it? Remember that? Remember crowdsourcing for, for NIL money? Remember how involved collectives were? I mean, it's just it's the reality of the now, though. And I don't think any of those plans and those changes are coming quickly. So you've got to dominate in the era that you're in and do it without the possibilities of long-standing repercussions. Right? You don't want to completely and totally cripple your programs because you decided, all right, we're just going to we're going to take advantage of this like crazy because if there is one thing that we have seen if there's one thing that we have seen if you fly a little too close to the sun the NCAA is going to burn you now how severe are those burns ask florida state ask florida right jen rashada saga a, a, a verified drive to meet with the NIL representatives of the school whatever it might be it still stings. So I'm intrigued. I'm excited to talk to Jason later on in the program, and I'm even more excited to kind of hear y'all's reaction and your questions too. This isn't Chris and Josh just sit here and talk to Jason for the 15, 20 minutes he's going to give us. You guys, if you have thoughts, if you have questions, I'd love to hear them. 405-651-3439. On Twitter, uh, I'm at Plank Show. Josh is at Josh on Ref. And everybody should follow us at K-R-E-F Sports. But that's coming up at 11.05 right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Between now and then, oh, we got a lot to get to, man. What's the, uh, what's the vibe check? What's the gut check ahead of Sunday's AFC Championship game between Baltimore and Kansas City? Josh, as a very legacy cognizant Chief fan right now, how, how's the vibes? How's the feels right now? Where are you? Vibes are good. Vibes good, are good. good. I, uh, I think it's going to be a great game. I, to me, I, I just I don't see any way where the game's not close. Uh, Mahomes' track record against great defenses, typically he plays really, really well. But uh, I expect Lamar Jackson to play well in this game. So I'm going to pick Baltimore because it's in Baltimore. But uh, in no way, shape, or form will I be surprised if Kansas City pulls out another big-time road victory. So I think fans of football are in for a great championship Sunday. If this game was being played in Kansas City, you'd be picking Kansas City, right? Yes. I, I think it's that close. I mean, I, I really do. We'll talk about it. We'll talk, in fact, let's get to it coming up here in our next segment. The NFC Championship game. You know, I don't know if we ever came to an overall collective feel or kind of an overall agreement on if there could be or would be a college equivalent of Detroit that we all agreed upon, right? That if suddenly they were playing for a shot to win a win a title, that everyone would be like, oh, man, look, at, how about those fans? I mean, just because college sports is so cynical, right? So I don't know if we – there was a lot of Nebraska. The service academies were brought up quite a bit. But I also think I would add to this, I kind of think Detroit, beyond just, hey, who could, who could be a college equivalent, Josh, I don't think this is like a one and done for Detroit. I like their roster a lot. I don't know if they're going anywhere 
if you're like, oh, I still don't trust Jared Goff, that's fine. Well, guess what? They invested a fairly high draft pick last year on Hinden Hooker, whom we all fell in love with in college. So they – and even – I think Hinden Hooker and Jared Goff are about the same age, though. That's sarcasm. But I kind of I, – I dig the NFC Championship game because, I mean, I think I think both teams are set up to where they're going to be around for a while, and both teams have interesting questions at quarterback. Yeah, it, it is interesting, isn't it? The, the two signal callers for the uh... – NFC championship game teams here. Brock Purdy, is that the long-term solution? Pro- probably not, right? Uh, Jared Goff, I think, is in Detroit. It'll be curious, though. You know, he's got one year left right. on his deal after this season. So are we talking extension in the offseason? I could see that happening where they stabilize their future a little bit and, and just go all in with Goff because, look, he's led him to heights that the, the franchise hasn't been two and three-plus decades. So I, I think that you can't just uh, you can't just turn your nose up at that just because, okay, Goff we wouldn't put into that elite category, right? Well, he's led you somewhere you've not gone. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So there's some of the topics on the table. Uh, kind of a quiet portal week for Oklahoma. And it's been quiet out of Michigan for now. And, again, remember, there is that caveat with the Michigan opening, right, Josh? It's 7 to 10 days until they can make anything official. But if you listen to, the like, the buzz and if you read the tea leaves, it appears as if it appears as if it's going to be Sharon Moore, which will be fascinating to kind of try to take an inventory of what that's going to look like in the transfer portal if it's truly that damning for Michigan. So it's all coming up on a very busy edition of the Plank Show. When we come back, a little bit more on the AFC and NFC Championship games as we roll on a Friday from Riverwind Casino right here on the home of Sooner fans. Dude, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. Josh just sent this note. You don't mind me mentioning it, right, Josh? No, 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 no. Okay. Have at it. Scott Dockerman covers Iowa, so he and Josh are competitors. They fight a lot. That's that's uh, true. But Kirk Ferentz still hasn't hired an offensive coordinator. Still hasn't hired an offensive coordinator. And apparently there was a there was a very public meeting between Kirk Ferentz and the former Duke and Texas Tech offensive coordinator Kevin Johns, and it literally happened like in the lobby of a hotel. (laughs) I mean, you couldn't have a more public place, Josh, than taking place right there, could you? Sent from the courtyard across from Kinnick Stadium. (laughs) It's, uh, I mean, he's basically got to have a gig if you're doing that, right? I mean, unless Kirk Ferentz is just – doesn't realize that, of course, somebody's going to use their phone and take a picture of that. That's wild. That's wild. Um, but then it, again, I mean, I, I'm also not – I mean, is that Kevin Johns? You know, it's like it's a bald guy with a suit. I have a horrible confession to make. Every time I see a rather kind of large man from behind that's bald, I think it's Ted. So I would not – necessarily slam dunk that it's Kevin Johns. One time I was picking up food at, um, oh gosh, why am I blanking on the, the Mexican restaurant that's over there by Vans? It's Baker's Place. Tara Hamara's? Thank you. 
Tarahumara. So I was picking up, and as I got out of my car, I saw, I saw a dude sitting just like Ted, to, uh, Josh. I mean, he was he was sitting like Ted. <laughs> he was kind of built like him, and of course he was bald. And they were sitting on the patio. So this was about six months ago. Obviously, it's a while back, maybe longer than that. And and I go rolling around the corner, and I'm like, eh, and I realize it's not him. Man, that is uh, it's a the tricky worst situation. It's, as I go, hey, and and when I everyone kind of looks, and it's like in my head, I'm like, that's not Ted, and I completely act like I wasn't talking to him, and walk by like I was talking <laughs> to someone inside. That's I a good that's a good way to play it off. Nicely I done. Don't know if I played it off well or not. So that's a really good point, Josh. Just because he's bald and Kevin Johns is bald doesn't necessarily mean that is Kevin Johns. I like the way you're thinking about it. Um, to the phones we go, True Sooner, early on a Friday. I like it. What's man. going on, True? How are that you, man? Quick... So what you're saying is bald guys all look alike? Well, it's the Sorry, one Larry dis- David. Yeah, it's the one distinguishing. Like, for instance, if you're bald yeah. and you're a little built, right? I'm like, that might be Teddy. Right. If you're bald right. and you got the uh, the hair that you're still hanging on to, then you might be Larry yeah. David, right? That's that's how it there rolls. You go. So, uh, would you ask Jason Belzer when you get him on here? Would you ask him if, if we're still not allowed to buy uh, athletes a chicken sandwich because that <laughs> was one of the things that was oh you got in trouble for in 1988? Really? Was. Yeah, that was one of. The, if you look back on the 16 infractions, that was that was one of them. Um, huh. Purchase chicken I'd, sandwich. <laughs> Where was the chicken yeah, sandwich be, from? And yeah, can it be? Can you know? I don't know. Chick, I don't think Chick Fil A was around then, so it probably was. It's probably KFC or something. You know. <laughs> um, I will tell you something that I saw very interesting about this NIL stuff about the soft, especially the softball team. Have you heard? Have you, I'm not advertising this guy. I, I mean, I know of him, but I'm not. I'm not a buddy of his or acquaintance or anything like that. But have you seen what Totally Tickets is doing with softball? No, um, I, I have not. I'm I'm ready to be educated, though, Larry. Fill me okay. in. So they've got a cool thing. They've got a thing where if you buy these, I want to say they're they don't call them raffle tickets, but they're they're tickets, and they're eight bucks a piece. And basically, every month they have a drawing for several softball items. It'd be autograph stuff or used stuff, I guess, or whatever. Just a bunch of different things, but like. The tickets are eight bucks a piece, but as you as you go up in increments, sixteen you get double the tickets, uh, thirty two you get like quadruple the tickets. Sure. So your odds improve, huh? Yeah, your odds improve. So you're Thank buying you, like Josh. lottery tickets, and and he matches he, the first eight thousand dollars. I don't know if it's every month or if it's just period. He matches dollar for dollar, and it all it all goes to softball. So it kind of made me feel a little bit like you know something that maybe the blue collar guy can't get into some of these collectives uh the common folk can kind of pitch in a little bit and and plus maybe get some cool softball stuff yeah it's a good it's a creative idea for sure i like and it it's, uh, yeah and it's uh, and it's and it's, it's it's obviously approved by whoever you know patty or whoever needs to be approved you know so i thought it was a cool thing i i think i've also and if you just said this, I apologize because I was trying to write down numbers and figure things out from your – but they also have the $8. Have you that's seen this one? Oh, okay, okay. I want to make yeah, sure yeah. this was – all right, that, that's the foundation of it. I thought that's what this was. So the Totally Tickets guy is the guy that's behind that. My, my, I think it's Mike Fletcher, I believe is his yeah, name. Yeah, Mike, he's awesome. Uh, 
yeah, yeah. If you get maybe you could get him on. Um, I, mean, I don't know if he probably. I don't know if I've left anything out or not. But I just thought it was kind of cool for the blue collar guy that wants. Maybe he. I mean, if you're buying hundred dollars in lottery tickets every month, maybe you could spend sixteen dollars on softball nil. I don't know. It's huh, maybe uh, just. It's a like, good way for fans to kind of wrap their brains around, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll win. And then, oh, by the way, we're supporting the program. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a all, and, smart and it's idea. Also. Yeah. Hey, you guys have a good one. You too. I thought that's what he was referring to, but I did not know that Mike was the driving force behind it. Mike's a rock star, man. He's, uh, he's done a – at least from what I can take, he's done a really nice job in making sure that – you know, what what Tolly Tickets is doing is really helping out the softball program, and I, I, you know, I've I've met him a couple of times. I like him, and he seems like a good dude. So I, we haven't broke bread. We haven't, <laughs> we haven't really been able to go that in depth. But he seems like he seems like someone who's very passionate about Sooner softball. But yeah, hey, I thought the lottery tickets though. True, you're helping out education, so you got a tough choice there, man. You got a tough choice. Help out education or help out OU softball. Numbers might be a little bit more in your favorite, though, helping out uh, OU softball. Uh, this is a good question. This is a good question from Guy from Parts Unknown. Are you ready, Josh? I'm ready. Will you provide one example where OU did not get a recruit, excluding philosophical differences, strictly due to a lack of funds? Now, I would jump in and say this, Josh. I don't think it's ever an issue where they wouldn't have the funds. I just don't. But I do think that there would be times, and again, I'm going to pause and say, I, I, I don't know what a coach is allowed to or not say, but I do think there would be times where a coach would say, we're not paying that guy that, or you're not going to do, or you're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. I think that, again, guy, you ask a great question. I don't know. Now, you, you would have, I'm sure, right away there's 100 people that are going to their phones to say, Zalen's Heard, Dave Stone, or not Dave Stone, uh, DJ Hicks. And I'm sure there'd be Williams Winari. You know, I'm sure there'd be tons of that. But, you know, there also has to be the realization that, you know, there might, there might not be. There might just be a number, Josh, where Oklahoma as a program says, yeah, we, we're not doing that. I, and, and that's kind of the reality of what I think happens. Now, you could, if you were to listen to, if you were go, to go by my man Dino's Twitter feed, you would think that uh, we are the poors with how some people act about, <laughs> about Oklahoma's NIL. But I don't think... This is me. I don't think this most recent public push for the Crimson and Cream Collective is any magnification that they don't have the funds. I think they heard from fans that said, hey, we want to do this, and they're like, all right, let's do it. I don't think it was a situation where, all right, guys, uh, everyone else is doing this. We have to do this now. I think they've always been capable of it. They've done it before. They did it. Didn't necessarily go so well. So, why not try it again, right? Sure. If you can drum up support and if you can raise $2 million, you know, raise $2 million, right? Right. But do you think 
that there's – I'm sure Oklahoma's been outspent. I, I, I'm, I'm sure they have been. But I, I am just not of the belief and never will be that it's because they didn't have the capability to pay that kind of money if necessary. And maybe I'm naive. Maybe you can say I'm carrying the university's water or whatever. I just think that there is a plan in place from the coach and from the direction of this program that it is always going to be. They're going to spend on it. They spent on Walter Rouse, man. They spent on Walter Rouse. You guys know this. There's going to be players where they'll go above and beyond. But for the most part, the plan is going to be to reward those that have been in the program and are coming back and continue to excel. The Danny Stutzman, you guys have heard this a million times, right, on this show. So I, I don't – I think it's a good question from Guy, but, Josh, I don't, I don't think any of it would be from the lack of ability to do it. And the bottom line is we don't know. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't know all of the different contracts that have gotten presented right. or offers that have been presented. We hear bits and pieces, right? Sure. But uh, I, I think you and I are in agreement, generally speaking – you mentioned earlier the flying too close to the sun analogy, right? And I think that applies for Oklahoma, its approach with name, image, likeness, that they don't want to put all of their eggs in one basket. That's a philosophical approach of Oklahoma because guess what? They see the picture of college football, and guys are guys are fickle. They don't yeah. stay just because they get uh, one name, image, likeness offer right out of high school. And so I, I think Oklahoma has an approach that we're not putting all of our eggs in, in one basket. We're not breaking the bank for one player. Yeah, and I don't, again, I, I, I think this is a unique offseason because Nick Saban left when he did, and we saw the portal exodus from Alabama. You know, I think if you look – at Washington, Washington's been hurt a lot more than Alabama has. Alabama may have lost a few better players. Washington a lot of, lost a lot of really good players to a lot of different places, not just, say, Bama. You know, you can go to Arizona. You can look at the Buffaloes of the world. But anyway, the more specific thing is because Nick Saban left when he did, people forget some of the moves that Oklahoma made very early in the portal season. Right? I mean, they had – they had made competitive pushes and got guys like Burks from Purdue, the running back from, uh, what was it, Tennessee Martin, whose name just escapes me right now. A couple linemen. They've already got three offensive linemen that they brought in, right? Edge rusher from Miami of Ohio. But the, the, the Alabama guys come out, and suddenly everyone's like, well, we got to get this, 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 and this guy. And you hear that they're in on a few of them, and when they don't get them, it's like, well, we're broke. We just won't do this. <laughs> it's like, we just – Signed a bunch of guys. They're like 12 guys coming in. But because it wasn't, I blame John Williams for this, Josh. I blame Locked On Sooners. Because <laughs> yeah. John was the one that said, I'm going to be upset if they don't get someone out of this Alabama cycle. But I no, know. All, <laughs> I serious. know. He's made it to where none of us can be happy now. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I just, I don't, I don't think that this program is going to be one that's ever going to do what Ole Miss did this offseason, what A&M did what, last year or the year before, unless it works. And if they see that it works, I think it's still going to be very much a developmental program. Uh, Brent Venable said this. If there is one thing that he said from the uh, Team 129 banquet on Saturday that really resonated with me, he goes, my, my always goal 
is this is going to not be transactional. This is going to be relational. This is going to be a program that's not about being transactional. It's going to be about being relational. And he lives by it, man. So if you want it to be where you're breaking the bank and free agency, I don't necessarily know if that's ever going to be the case. But if, my, if Ole Miss wins and if, what, Missouri wins, who else? Oh, Louis, if Louisville's son, if you look and be like, dang, Louisville's number three in the country, then maybe everyone looks at it and says, all right, maybe we can give a little bit more in this area or that area. Not financially, but just like kind of give as far as your, your values or your foundation might be concerned. I, but it's a good question, guy. And obviously I'm fairly passionate about it because Josh and I just ranted about it for five minutes. All right, quick break. Now, the uh, guest list starts to pick up. Um, <laughs> I'm a little bit late, Caitlin. Caitlin Fournier is going to join us when we come back. We're going to talk about OU Women's Gymnastics tonight. Tonight, Josh, home opener. We'll get tickets to give away as well right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, uh, good text uh, to start the show at 405-651-3439. I've got uh, a couple more pairs of tickets to give away. We've appreciated uh, Oklahoma and Caitlin Fournier, who joins us now as we are live from Riverwind Casino on a Friday, for allowing us the opportunity to give away these tickets and promote the OU Women's Gymnastics event. Uh, Caitlin, good morning. Thanks for your patience with me. Sorry, we got off on some NIL tangent. Uh, (laughs) Before we get all in-depth, on everything going on tonight. I've got to know, have you always been a runner? Have you always been 5K? I mean, this was something where I saw this summer with you and and, and Joe. I was like, hey, what's going on here? I, that was You motivated <laughs> me to try to do this. How long have you been a 5K uh, marathon runner? Oh, my gosh. No no marathons for me. But okay. my, whole, my whole family is runners. My grandfather is huh. in his 80s and still runs. I mean, almost, you know, three to five miles a day. Um, So he's placing, obviously, in his age group all the time. And my brother's running a half marathon next weekend. My dad runs all the time. He's on a cruise right now and still gets in his two to three miles every single day. And um, so when I got into grad school and I I had a dance career, so I get pretty bad shin splints and I couldn't risk that with the dance stuff growing up. So whenever I got into grad school and the dance thing kind of, phased out I was like let's give this a shot and so it's been it's been fun luckily um you can pretty much do it anywhere as long as the weather cooperates but that's true that's another story (laughs) hey maybe this is why Joe looks so young right this is why Joe looks like he's in his mid-40s right now uh Caitlin oh Joe Fournier Uh, and and also also diehard Sooner softball fan which moves him up to number one number one (laughs) I kind of take take me through the push right in the in the charge this year because when Oklahoma moves to the SEC, women's gymnastics is one of those sports where the competition increases infinitely and the passion around the sport grows infinitely. Can you kind of take us through the process and ramping up and how in 2024 we want to make a big statement about what this is going to look like going forward? Oh, my gosh, yes. SEC gymnastics is almost at the same caliber as their their baseball, their football, everything mm-hmm. like that, the support that. Um, their universities, their campuses, their students, their fan base has for their gymnastics program is is intense. Um, so we have we have a lot of work to do. We've done a really great job of of growing our fan base and turning uh, single meet people that you know maybe just come because it's convenient into people that are invested in the program. And we've you know more than beat our season ticket goal from last year. But 
I mean, LSU has 10,000 season ticket holders, and we're still sitting um, trying to get our lower bowl full, and they have the whole arena. So um, have a lot of work to do as far as getting people invested, but I'm really excited for the marquee opponents that the SEC will bring to Norman. Um, just, I mean, I'm sure KJ and the program is excited about the competition that they'll have you know, year-round and, and that schedule that will come forth. But, um, you know, just for our fans to get to see some pretty marquee opponents throughout the year um, will be really special for our fan base. And, you know, obviously everyone's excited about Alabama coming this year. Um, so that's a great start. Florida coming last year was a second all-time attendance record. So anytime we have SEC programs here, it's always very good for attendance. So I'm excited for what that holds. But, um you know, the, the transition starts now, and we, we have to get on the same page on that level as soon as we can. I, I guess I just kind of came in hot. Caitlin is the director of fan engagement <laughs> and community, community relations at the University of Oklahoma. It's everybody knows you, so here she is. All right, so <laughs> we, we want to get new fans, right? So let's kind of take yeah. them through. You've never been to a women's gymnastics event. You get there, make sure you show up a little bit early so you don't miss the intro video. But what's the experience like, uh, Caitlin? What have you guys done to make sure that fans obviously embrace the excitement and are all in on the activities that are taking place on the mats and uh, on the floor, but also around the event itself and around the meet itself? you got a lot going on, don't you? Yeah, I think gymnastics is just the most fun sport to attend if you don't know anything about it because you don't have to. There's something going on all the time. There's no downtime. They have two minutes to transition from event to event, and then they start their warm-ups, and then it's the competition, and the whole meet is done in 90 minutes, give or take. So um, it's really quick. It doesn't take up your whole evening. You get there. uh, The meet starts at 6.45, the intro video, the march-ins with the pyro. Uh, Tonight we're actually celebrating our 2023 national championship, so we'll get to welcome back that team. And and raise the banner in the LNC for it to live on forever. Um, but it's a whole experience. We've got photo booths. We've got face painters. We've got uh, marquee letters for people to take pictures with, the giveaways. There's always plenty to go around. Um, this, uh, Like I said, tonight we're celebrating our championship, but our next meet on February 9th is Taylor Swift night. So, of course, that's going to be a huge thing, friendship bracelets. Um, we're encouraging everyone to dress either in their favorite OU era or their favorite Taylor Swift era. And for our gentlemen uh, to wear your favorite football jersey, because, of course, we have to play into that. <laughs> um, and so there's all kinds of different theme nights going on. Um, the, the team is really involved. They sign autographs after every meet if you stay down uh, down there for them. We've got the band there. We've got spirit there. There's T-shirt tosses. We give out 100 T-shirts to meet um, just through T-shirt tosses alone. So, like I said, constantly uh, entertaining. I, I equate it to um, a Cirque du Soleil show a little bit, of course, with the, the athleticism of the athletes. But the, the game day production standpoint from my end is pretty much the same, if not more, um, than what we put into football. It's just lights and pyro and, you know, all the excitement that goes into it. So there's just really never any downtime. And then all of a sudden it's over in 90 minutes and you didn't lose your whole evening and you got to see some – crazy athletes do some awesome things. I'm, I'm glad you hit on the time, and KJ talks about this a lot, and we're never in a position where we're like, okay, get out of here, you guys go. But we understand the busy schedules that, that everyone has, so it's mm-hmm. pretty wild when you think, hey, you can block out 90 minutes, and that's it. You know, there's not going to be an overtime. There's not going to be more TV timeouts. I mean, that is something that I think not only for the price, 
uh, $2 beer nights, but also for the time that you can block out, Caitlin, you don't have to worry about it taking up your entire evening. Right. I mean, you get, especially on Friday nights, four of our uh, five regular season meets are on Fridays this year. So, you know, if you're looking for, you know, especially we something we preach to our students, if you're looking to continue your evening into Friday night, you know, come hang out, enjoy some $2 beers for hour and a half. If you get there right when doors open, you get, you know, a whole extra hour into it. Um, and then you're all wrapped up by 830 and can go about whatever else you had planned for your evening. So um, it's great for the kids. You can get them in. Uh, get them home before bedtime, no issues, um, but great for, you know, just any fan looking for something to do. It doesn't take too much time, um, and obviously the LNC uh, is a great a great venue to get in and out of pretty easily. Easy, easy, easy ingress and egress, two <laughs> words that I learned about two years ago that I used yeah. incessantly. All right, 645 is when things will get underway. Denver tonight should be fun. Caitlin, we're grateful for the uh, tickets to give away and all your hard work that goes into it, and we'll see you out there at the LNC this evening. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys, and hope to see everybody there. All right, we'll see you. Caitlin Fournier. I'm a big fan, Josh, big fan. Caitlin uh, Caitlin has two of the – well, I think she's still doing softball, but she has two of the most – what's the best way to put this – excitable fan bases, right, in women's gym and in softball. Yeah, I think that's fair. Right? But in that same vein, in softball fans, women's gym fans, I love you. But you're going to let people know if things aren't to your uh, level of expectation either. So she has the reward side of it, and then she has the they're going to chew on your backside if it's not. I, that music was too loud. I didn't like that music. I'm here to tell you, as a uh, as a dad who is constantly looking for affordable events to take my kids to that they can be immersed in and enjoy, we have become a big women's gymnastics family, and we'll be out there tonight at 6:45. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna walk down to well, I probably won't walk, but I'm gonna head down and watch Roger Kish's team at home tonight as soon as they're done. Uh, as soon as gym is over, I'm gonna head down and watch a little OU wrestling as they're home for Iowa State. All right, let's get the uh, first check of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet uh, text line at 405-651-3439. Thanks to Caitlin Fournier for joining us, Soonersports.com slash tickets. Or uh, how about right after the top of the hour, we'll give away our final couple of pairs right here on The Ref. Hour number one, it's the Plank Show. We're back. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope it's a, a great one so far for you. Hour number one of the Plank Show right here on the home of Sooner fans. Proudly presented by Van Hoos Fence. That's vhfence.com. Number to call, 405-735-1167, where you can get your fencing needs taken care of by the premier fence company in Oklahoma. Their uh, perfection? Well, it's your protection right there, vhfence.com. To the text line, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Out of the 405, gymnastics question. If we can, uh, if we can get it in, yes, you may. Okay, we got time. How can a sports guy like me, who understands scoring in basketball or football or softball, bridge the scoring gap to gymnastics when uh, just some number out to the number of thousands of a decimal shows up on a board? <laughs> you know what? Uh, two things. I, two things I would say. If you go, get in a little bit early. They have uh, Sooner Vision, Jacob Potter, and his crew. 
has put together incredible um, explanation-laden videos. It's like a fan because, guide. Right. I, and, and am I stummer, stumbling and stammering around? Yes, because I don't even know what to tell you. How about this? Let's make this deal. KJ's coming in on Tuesday. By the way, Josh, I will be back in the Buffalo Wild Wings studio on Monday. I'm very I can't excited. wait. I'm so excited about it. We have, we have wheels. But um, we'll ask KJ about it because I think that's a good question. It's like, okay, so what's the difference between a 998 and a 9975? And what are we looking at whenever we're talking about, like, the ultimate goal is the, you know, to be in the, what, the 180s or, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, my point is I'm as confused as you are, sir. But when I go and I'm watching it play out, none of that kind of bothers me. None of it factors in. I feel like I have a good understanding. And I will say there is no sport that keeps you up to date on where they are better than the scores at the LNC. And I don't know what the program looks like. I don't know how they do it. But it is quick and accurate and easy to understand. But, no, sir, I cannot come up with a way to help you. Unfortunately. (laughs) I I wish I could, but I cannot come up with a way. I'll just say go. In fact, let's do this, Josh. Um, I've got two more pairs of tickets to give away. That's that's two pairs. Let's uh, let's give away on the text line because we're going to get into the – and it makes it easier for us, so Josh doesn't have to jot down a bunch of information. Uh, Let's stick with our uh, keyword of the week, KJ. Text KJ to 405-651-3439. We'll draw a couple of winners and give those away next right here on The Ref.